Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh my God. Can you hear me? And if so, where am I speaking from? I finally got the computer to open. Okay. And you're finally in my earbuds. I could not possibly be in a worse mood. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking hate it so much. It puts me in such a bad mood. It's like, why can't it just be fucking easy? I totally agree. And then I think having Chromebooks, which are not normal computers, does not help anything because years and years and years of dealing with normal computers is absolutely no help when you're trying to deal with these stupid computers. Well, you have something different now, right? Yeah, I I have a desktop. I'm not even dealing with a Chromebook anymore, but because I had to allow all this shit to happen to do my Zoom meeting... That I just Mm -hmm. got out of. I don't know what that did to us. I don't know if that screwed everything up. I don't know why my phone won't turn off. I don't know what's happening anymore. But a hammer is looking better and better. (laughs) How was your Zoom meeting anyways? Obviously, I thought it was helpful until just this moment. (laughs) Okay, so next time don't have the podcast recording right after the Zoom meetings. Exactly. Because (laughs) that was $150 I just flushed down the fucking toilet (laughs) to to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, give you a day or two in between so you try to get your money's worth. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? It should be so easy. We do this all the time. Mm -hmm. You need to lead. I need to breathe for a while. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So today we're actually doing this episode, this book, I should say, in two parts. The book we're doing is Craving Kaiva by Zoe Draven. And it's book number one in the Crave of Everton series. And so I was thinking for part one, we could do chapters one through 17 or just about because it's a little over 30 chapters. Plus, I think there's an epilogue for this book so yeah i mean normally it wouldn't be so bad but i've not been able to function since my medical crisis and um i'm having a hard time just dealing with life right now so that's fine no it's totally fine okay i could not finish this book there were multiple reasons i had to put the book down Mm -hmm. which we'll we'll discuss as we go along okay (laughs) that's totally fine with me i was not prepared 
to record the episode for the entire book, even if you were. I barely finished doing my notes for mm -hmm. half of the book, like 20 minutes before we started this. Yeah, it's like no matter how badly I try, I turn around and I'm like, oh my God, it's Tuesday. And this thing is supposed to drop tomorrow. It's fine. It's okay. It, it's too much <laughs> pressure for me. I can't take it. <laughs> it's all right. Even if it doesn't drop on Wednesday, it doesn't matter. It's not like we're answering to, you know, a production crew or some sort of like Thank higher up. The like God. <laughs> Thank God we're not answering to anybody. But you know what? I have to answer to myself. And I feel like we've worked so freaking hard mm -hmm. and tried so many of these things. Why it's important to me that we build up people following us, I don't know. Because I don't normally give a fuck about people in general. But for this, I want it to be good. And I feel like we've worked so hard to get these small number of people that are actually who looks like they may be listening. I don't want to do anything to to mess it up and have to start over again. Mm. I, it, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> they did switch babies at the hospital. There's no way you're my child. This is fine. This is fine. I tell my supervisor at work sometimes, I don't know if you know this um, GIF or meme or whatever it is that I'm going to reference right now, but this is a reach. So there's like an image of a dog sitting at a table and he's like holding a coffee cup and there's like the flames of hell like burning all around him. Uh -huh. And it just has the caption like, this is fine. So <laughs> like, one time my boss was like, how's it going? And I just like responded to her like with that image because uh -huh. yeah. it was like so insane <laughs> so that's your philosophy i don't know who raised you but okay yeah i don't i don't know either i don't know where i must have done <laughs> i deserve an academy award for apparently the pretense i modeled for you growing up that everything was fine and everything was going to turn out okay because now you're seeing the inner me that is you know Rome is burning, or whoever it was was burning. Where's my fiddle? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know that reference. <laughs> you don't know that reference? How Nero was Nero was fiddling while Rome was burning. God, I'm oh, so okay. <laughs> They actually now teach you shit in history class that may be relevant. <laughs> They didn't while I was growing up. <laughs> they, just, they just taught you about ancient Rome. Well, for us, they teach us history, but it's all, you know, the censored, yeah, changed version. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what's worse. Anyway. Okay, so I picked this book because I have read Zoe Draven's books before and I like her. I like the little, I didn't read all of the blurb, but I liked a little bit of the blurb. And once I started reading this book, I was like, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> well, this is the same author that did the Horde King series, correct? Uh, yes. So and we, I we have, love her. Yeah, I do like the Horde King series. So we already are fans of this author, but I had never actually heard of this series before. I hadn't either. And I didn't really think that there would be anything beyond the Horde King that would make me have to put a book down and walk away <laughs> because my brain cells along with what ovaries I have left were exploding. 
Yes. And yet, here it is in print, and it's called Craving. How do you say his name? Kaiva. Kaiva. But I don't know if that's correct. That's well, how I say it. We're calling him Kaiva. Yeah, this is like Horde King said, I'm hot and spicy. And then this book series is like, hold my beer. Let me show you hot and spicy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And when I first started reading this book and they were talking about this place we're going to discuss, I was like, thank baby Jesus that they do not have one of these here because <laughs> I would not have a dime left to my name and my organs, I would be selling every fucking organ in Mexico I, <laughs> I, I could to continue to feed this frenzy I'd be in. This is like gambling addiction. Oh my to God. The, extreme. the book starts with a prologue, which at first this kind of, the prologue threw me. I don't know what you thought, but okay. did you start your notes with the prologue? I, I'm afraid to even click back to your notes because <laughs> God knows where I'll end up. Yes, I do have the prologue in my notes. And I did, I liked the prologue because it was kind of fast paced and different. It was. Yes, this book was very different. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Go ahead. Okay, so the prologue starts with a woman named Eve. She's going to a well-known brothel owned by a woman named Madame Allegria. She is there to visit something called a crave, which Your we find thought. out later what a crave is. Yes, um, we do. She, she's going there for many reasons, but one of which is that she wanted her first experience with sex to be exceptional. And she wants to feel connected to something and someone, even if mm -hmm. it is costing her 900 credits. The Crave people are legendary lovers with skills that human men don't possess and they can't replicate. And I thought, why in the name of God would you, would you want to experience this? Because if you're poor, you are ruining yourself for every other human man you would ever be with. Hold on one second. Oh sorry. my God. Okay, sorry. Good God. After we went through all that to connect, <laughs> I was like, please come back. <laughs> Yeah, I, sorry, somebody was at the door, so. Oh, no. Melly was yelling okay. for me. It's fine. Okay, good. All right. Um, She had a friend coming over, so I didn't realize okay. that she was coming over right now. Of course. Why, why not? You're in the middle of trying to do a podcast. I mean, <laughs> what else? I know. Well, it's fall break, so all my kids are home right now, and then they both have friends over right now, so I apologize now for all the background noise you're, gonna, you're probably going to hear. That's fine. In this episode, but whatever. <laughs> Just yeah. deal with it. <laughs> What's our mantra? We don't care. For our enjoyment, not yours. I think right. that's our, yes, that's that's our, our mantra. Motto. Our, what? There's supposed to be enjoyment? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was just going to say that I agree with you. Yeah. And her whole theory of like, I want my first time to be exceptional. It's like, no, 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 no. Yes. You want it to be like subpar. Yeah. You have some Mediocre at best. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're spending almost a thousand credits to do this, you're going to run out of credits real fast if these people are as good as they're proclaimed to be. Ergo the selling of the organs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. So you anyway, have two kidneys, right? You don't need both. Yeah. You Right. Two lungs, two kidneys. <laughs> Who knows what else? An eye. Half a brain. Half a brain. Yeah. I don't even know if I have half a brain now, but okay. 
yeah. So the prologue ends with Eve deciding to walk in that room. Uh, yes, it ends with her. She's got like her hand on the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. My freaking kids, of course, locked the dog out of the office and now he's crying. Because well, why else who would he not be crying? Pretty soon your mother's going to be crying, okay? You said pretty soon you're going to be crying? Yes, I said pretty soon your mother's <laughs> going to be crying. I'm not opening this door again to the office unless the house is on fire, okay? So we're good. Let's just, we can do this. You didn't happen to say to your children, your grandmother and I are trying to record our podcast. <laughs> Please try to control your volume of noise. No, I did. I said, you know, oh, you oh, okay. I said, if you play in your room, shut the door so I don't hear you because okay, I'm on luck. the computer with grandma and they know what that means. Okay, good. Everyone knows that I, this is the podcast room. Well, thank God they don't know what the name of this podcast is. <laughs> well, I mean, Claire does, but that's okay. I don't, I'm sure she doesn't listen. Thank God, please. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> All right. Okay, so then now we're at chapter one and chapter one is one week earlier so it's mm -hmm. one week prior to the prologue. Yes. And it's actually Eve's 25th birthday. <laughs> this book is funny because it may be outer space, but they have some old world expectations. Yeah, you there's a lot of information dumping, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. You have to be married at 20. You have to have kids by 22. And because Eve is alone and 25, she's a spinster and a lost cause. Yes. She's past her prime. Mm -hmm. So there's a brief mention about uh, the last 200 years on old earth before it became uninhabitable. So there's a little bit of background here on what happened and kind of now they're on Everton and Everton is one of many earth colonies. I was a little confused here. So just okay. to clarify for me. So when old earth was dying, a bunch of them fled and this Everton colony is a colony that she lives in. Is that correct? Yes, it's like a okay. new planet, I guess. No, okay. On Everton, a woman was only as strong as her family's wealth, and she had no family. Um, her mother died in childbirth, and her dad died on a merchant expedition four years ago. She has her father's house, and she has an inheritance, but she's very lonely. Mm -hmm. Eve is spending her birthday with her friend Jenny, and they're going out to dinner. Eve has black hair and curves for days. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, on Everton, they love blonde and blonder mm -hmm. and stick figure women. So yes. Eve, <laughs> Eve never stood a chance with anybody. Yes. And her friend Jenny is blonde haired, blue eyed. Of course. But she's a little damaged too. She's a beautician. She works as a beautician and Eve works in some shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, uh, I want to say seamstress, but that's totally not correct. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does something in a shop. Yeah, she does like a antique style book repairs and stuff. Oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah. How could we not remember that? And thank God, because she doesn't look like what everybody considers the acceptable look. I feel like I'm back in high school all over again when all the girls had to be blonde. All the cheerleaders mm -hmm. were blonde. They all had to have blue eyes. If you had dark hair like me, forget it. She doesn't have to worry about getting married, thank God, because of the inheritance her father left her. So... Otherwise, she'd really be in trouble. Yeah, so she's, I mean, she's doing well for herself. She's not 
you know, poor by any means, but she's still really lonely. She wants like companionship. Yes. Her only mm -hmm. real friend is Jenny. Yeah. She wants a family and she wants children, but it's at 25. She's realizing that may not happen. So they're going to dinner and on their way, they bump into a woman who's basically coming out of this seedy alley and she looks disheveled, but she also looks mm -hmm. very happy. Yes. And she's <laughs> in, uh, emerging from the alley on shaky legs and her name, Jenny calls her Mrs. Langley. So a lot of people that go to this brothel are married women because, of course, I wouldn't yes. want to be with my husband if I could go to this brothel if he was one of these things either. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So the wealthy, wealthy women go there. And mm -hmm. this woman apparently, you know, is grinning from ear to ear. Of course she is. Mm hmm. So, of course, Jenny has heard of the madam and this brothel, but she didn't know where the brothel was. Eve, of course, hasn't heard of ma the madam or the brothel or any of this. Um, right. She's heard of these alien creatures before, but she didn't realize that there was like this whorehouse on Everton that you could visit. Uh, Jenny teases her that she should use her wealth to book a night with one of them so she could live vicariously through her because Jenny doesn't have the money to visit these craves on her own. Yeah, and even though Jenny is looks like the blonde blah 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 and Eve doesn't, they're friends because Jenny goes through men like water. So she's pretty much, she's a year younger than Eve, but she's kind of in the same boat where she probably won't get married because um, she's enjoying her life too much. I lovingly refer to Jenny as a big old whore. Yeah. And <laughs> Eve, Eve is a Mary yes. Jane. Now the cat's complaining for the love of God. <laughs> I just screamed at him to shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, just be quiet. <laughs> I'm God. telling you, we're going to get in our cars and drive to separate local. We can drive to the same parking lot and we can do this podcast with less interruptions. That's a good idea, actually. I'll just sit in my car. Yeah, we could rob a bank with less interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Angel's perusing in my office right now, getting ready to whine because, you know, God knows. It's been five minutes since she's been out. All right. So they go, <sighs> they go to dinner. Yes, they go to dinner. There's a little bit of background on her relationship with Jenny. Like I said, Jenny's a big old whore. I eat mm -hmm. to marry Jane. There's a little bit more info on the crave. Apparently, people like to go to the crave because they have a magic <laughs> ejaculation that can trigger orgasms. Just oh like Oh my god. <laughs> Not just trigger orgasms. They are long, long orgasms. And as long as they're Tom is inside you, you will never stop orgasm. I was exhausted. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And that they, she tells her, Jenny tells her, they, you have to have it cleaned out for it to stop. Yes. And I love this part because there, it says in the book that there are a few alien species on Everton, but, and I quote, only those that provided a valuable service were allowed a visa. <laughs> so like, apparently this is a valuable service. <laughs> there must be a lot of women sitting on the visa board going, <laughs> yes. yes, this is important, please. You know, the 
Earth males would be like uh, visa denied yeah. for every one of these right. creatures. Yeah, God forbid a woman have pleasure. Uh huh. So um, Eve thinks about it, and she thinks that hey, maybe being with a crave would actually help me because then I would lower my inhibitions. I would have an easier time finding a guy and she, I think she even says something like women walk different with more confidence or something once they get laid so she's like maybe this will eventually help me find a husband so of course when she gets home from dinner she calls up this madam and she books an appointment yes these women definitely walk different after they've been with a, after they've been with a crave yeah they do Ugh. oh my god yeah, so <laughs> she finally decides that she's going to be courageous for once in her life, and she wanted to be like Jenny. So she gets out her new tablet, which I guess is an iPad, code for mm -hmm. iPad, mm -hmm. and is trying to find this place, this Madame Allegria's website, so she can book an appointment. She does a lot of Google searching and she finds the phone number and she calls and yes, she pays half of the deposit, which is 450 credits and she books her appointment. So yeah. now chapter three is like caught up with the prologue because now it's the day of her appointment. Not only do they set the time with these people, but they will send a driverless car. So to get them and pick them up and take them home so that their car isn't seen, I guess, at the brothel. They also don't want, because a lot of their clients are married, they don't want the husbands to see all the Uber, you know, uh, inter <laughs> interstellar Ubers coming yes. and going. And I'm guessing these women will have a hard time driving after a night with a crave. Um, yeah, Man. if they can barely walk, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just a blob of exhaustion. So Eve is nervous, but she's determined she's going to do this. Um, she finally goes into the brothel. Each of these crave has the, their own floor of the brothel. So I think he's on the third floor, right? Yes, he is. She goes up there. She's like super nervous, but she goes in the room. Um, he's in there and he's, of course, uh, nearly seven feet tall and 300 pounds of solid bulk and carefully sculpted muscle. Okay, so hold on one second. I'm sorry, but I highlighted this because I want to read this. Okay, go because ahead. Because this is the first time I had to put the book down and walk out of the room. Oh, wow. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so she... She finally opens the door and she sees movement caught her eye in this dimly lit room. And then she saw him. He was rising from a leather armchair, the color of cognac, tucked near the corner of the room, the material creaking under his weight. The alien male regarding her from the corner of the room could only be described as intense, nearly seven feet tall and looked to be as close to 300 pounds of solid bulk and carefully sculpted muscle skin. At first glance, he looked to be stormy gray. His skin was really more of a dark, dusky blue that also held patches of deep gray and black. Immediately, she was met with the most beautiful eyes she had ever seen. They were pure color, no white, and the deepest swirl of tree green and brushed gold and night sky indigo. My fucking God. <laughs> What's the address to this whorehouse? <laughs> yeah. 
He had no hair on his body, at least as she could see. His head was smooth, and there was an immediate, intense, intense attraction. And she says to him, you're very handsome. Mm-hmm. Of course he is, yeah. I, I was surprised she said that. But, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's young. She's freaking out. I'd be thinking it. I'd be thinking, oh my God, I must run my tongue all over your body. But I wouldn't say it. I would know enough not to say it. I would just think it intently. Their meeting is so intense. So Mm. then she says, (laughs) you're very handsome. His response is a sound rose in his throat or perhaps deep in his chest that made her freeze. It was like a soft, rasping growl that slid over her skin and made her shiver, even in the warm room. And then he just touches her on the waist. He encircles her. He circles her. Mm -hmm. He's just watching back. Yeah. And And then he slips his hand around her hips from behind. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he says to her is, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You had me at who? <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, he tells her his name and then he calls her female a lot at the beginning. I liked that. I did too. I loved it. So this was a really good like meeting for them. I though had a problem picturing his eyes because they're described as being very colorful. Like you were saying, I think at one point she talks about his pupils, like, dilating or expanding or something that I'm like, but how does he have pupils if they're like swirls? So he does have pupils. They even say it when they're talking about this. It says when they're describing his eyes, brush gold and night sky indigo, his wide black pupils dilated. He doesn't have whites in his eye. Look in your eye. You still have color and a pupil. The black. I guess part. I missed the, I missed the part when they were describing the colors in there that he had a black pupil in the center. That's the part that threw me. Okay. It made me, it made me him seem even sexier to me for some reason. And I don't know why that would be cool. But then, okay. He's also like, you're saying described as having no hair, Mm -hmm. but then on the cover, the guy on the cover has facial hair. Who the fuck is looking at the color? Who? I didn't even look at the cover. If you had a gun to my head right now, thank God I didn't look at the cover. Maybe he has a a toupee. Stop it. You're (laughs) ruining it. (laughs) Okay. So then chapter four, we get his POV. Yeah. And his chapter starts with, it's told in third person. So his Mm -hmm. chapter is, Kaiva's nostrils flared as the female's scent hit him hard. She was wanting and she needed to be mated. And soon. (laughs) Yeah. It turns out that Kaiva wants to be dominant, but he really can't because he's only there for fantasies of the women and he gets paid to do whatever the women want. So he thinks about all his deepest fantasies that he never really gets to fulfill, which of course is like, well, of course she's going to let him fulfill them at some point. Right. And he, he's not even supposed to be touching the female clients without first getting their permission. And he is a, the madam found out he would be punished for that. So he's like, what am I doing? I this I'm trained better than this. I've been doing this for 10 years. I, I didn't care. He did a lot of growling and a lot of purring when they first met. And I was all about it. Oh, God, me too. <laughs> he had me at the cognac colored leather chair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
because we're in his POV, we get a little bit of info about how he's at Madame Allegria's, but he wants his freedom from that place. And he also wants to find his mother and his brother. So, so far, we don't really know what happened to them, but we know something happened to them and he's looking for them. Um, yeah. He thinks about how he doesn't know if they're still alive. She, at some point in this chapter, confesses to being a big old virgin. Because like I said, she's a Mary Jane, Mary Sue. And mm. he purrs for her course mm-hmm. my note says quote about touching her oh the quote is she likes to be touched he realized and his chest rumbled at the thought she pleased him tremendously he would never take his hands off her if that was the case yeah he he this guy does everything right mm-hmm. yeah everything everything and he asked her tell me what you need female has a man ever said that to me no why can't they <laughs> Because they're not this alien species. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Even if they said, tell me what you want, woman. Everything <laughs> is so sexy. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I hate reality. Go ahead. Same. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, so, of course, Eve is super nervous. So he ends up ordering her food. Yes. And she eats. And, of course, he thinks it's the sexiest thing he's ever seen watching her eat. Because, of course, the food there tastes really good. And she says that she isn't sure that she wants to have sex with him that night. But touching is okay. Mm-hmm. And then she asks him to lead them since she's new to all of this. And then, of course, he's just like, oh, my God. She asked me to lead? This is, like, all of his fantasies come to life yeah and it says his two hearts thunder rapidly in his chest a mixture of panic surprise and arousal and fear you surprise me Mm -hmm. because when she says i'm a virgin he kind of freezes he can't believe it because all the people that normally come there are desperate housewives and so she's embarrassed and is gonna leave and he says no no you you just surprise me it's not a rejection of you never oh and he's never been with a big old virgin either so right he's really like oh my god (laughs) yeah he he asked her to stay please stay and they Mm -hmm. are actually when they buy this i would say package but really that is what they're buying a package um They are allowed to spend the night as long as they are gone by eight o'clock in the morning. They get like a so, full 12 hours. Yeah, they get a 12. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they start touching one another. Um, It's very sweet. It's very sensual. Yeah. Shiva uh, has a lot of very strong urges to bite her. They do start kissing and eventually he calls her Lildra, which mm. is like a Nate. It's a word in his native language. And he mm. asks if he can kiss her on what I'm going to call non mouth parts. <laughs> okay. All so right. he asks if he can kiss her like everywhere. And of course she says yes. Yes. And he explains to her that his pre com, he takes some of his pre com because I'm not going to mince words here and he rubs it puts it on her nipples and it soaks into her skin and he tells her you're you're gonna be orgasming that this stuff if i have if i come in you during intercourse you'll have a continual orgasm but even rubbing it on your skin or getting it on your skin heightens your sensual the sensual feeling of pleasure oh i muted myself i feel like he could be a bazillionaire if he bottled this stuff and Jesus sold Christ. it yeah mass market yes <laughs> yeah like you're saying he like rubs some of it on her skin but then he also like 
goes down on her. Mm -hmm. And of course it's like the most intense thing that's ever happened to her. Oh, and he has a long black tongue. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> of course, I'm like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So of course, once all this happens, she gets really shy and a little awkward afterwards and she goes to leave, but she's only been there for an hour. She's out of her mind. This girl is out of her mind. Uh, I guess it was too much for her. So she, she ends up leaving. But of course, he's like, promise me you'll come back. Please come back. Um, because she was only there for an hour, she does end up booking the appointment for a week later. His next available. Because she left after an hour, Kaiva actually gets in trouble with the madam. Yeah, because... so this, the madam takes uses these guys for her own pleasure and she feels mm -hmm. like if this woman didn't stay for the whole night he must have done something wrong and she's gonna punish him by fucking him in place of this woman mm -hmm. poor kaiva poor kaiva is right now eve is you know she's home she's working we get a little more background on her relationship with jenny it's not going great then it's the time for her to return it's a thursday it's been like a week later she goes all the way mm -hmm. and it's literally like three chapters of orgasms <laughs> like, yeah it is absolutely mind-blowing Mm -hmm. And the whole time he asked her, are you comfortable? Would you like to go further? Does mm -hmm. this feel good? He's just so uh, enamored with her on top of everything else. You know, just being the pleasure god that he is. He's enamored with her and wants her to this to be a very special occasion for her. And he... At some point, he does think to himself, there are times when he leaves his cum in the person and just makes them suffer by orgasming and orgasming until they practically black out. But he doesn't want that for her. He wants her to have a great orgasm, but mm -hmm. he cleans her up so that there's a neutralizing injection or something they have to use to get to neutralize their cum in the females so they can stop orgasm and actually walk to the door. <laughs> yeah, literally. Talks and about how he's, he's watching her writhe and writhe in pleasure and she's begging him to like make it stop basically and how she can't yeah. take anymore. Mm -hmm. And he like walks over to the drawer, he pulls out this thing, and then he's like, I stick it inside and like spray her innards with neutralizing agent. I'm like, oh my god, this is very graphic. Yeah, I guess it makes sense if this is the only thing that will make it stop, basically. <laughs> yeah, or else what do you do? And then I just have a visual... I don't know what movie it was, but I'm remem remembering a movie from the 70s where some woman was overhearing. It was probably like a young Frankenstein movie. And she's like overhearing this conversation and she's like starts having an orgasm and she's like collapses on the floor and she's like, you see her crawling down the hallway rug, trying to get out of the room, you know, into her room so that she can stop get being so turned on and that's what this reminded me of 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. It was a lot for Eve. It was a lot for me. Yeah, I maybe that's like, why I had to stop. I'm like, okay, I need to switch to a different book now. I'm not saying it was a lot in a bad way. It was just like literally three chapters of like nonstop everything. I was like, whew, okay. It was good though. I didn't mind it. No, I didn't mind it either. I thought it was <laughs> great, but it's yeah. like I needed to have a, I needed a break because if God forbid I am having these little strokes like they think I might be. Me, this was gonna put me in a fucking coma. <laughs> it's just so hot. <laughs> we, we needed a smoke break in between all of her. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Absolutely, we did. And when <laughs> she ends up leaving, he asks her, "Are you gonna come see me again?" Because now that she's lost her virginity, that was her goal, and he is just heartbroken because he thinks he's never going to get to see her again and she is not made of money so she cannot keep paying to come see him i'm like i'm thinking to myself don't these guys get any off time they never get to leave the brothel no i guess they're like indentured servants almost is what it seems like it's awful even though their contract that she signed says they get half the credits that she pays or something yeah i wonder if they do well he's using that money to try to find his mother and brother yeah exactly but 10 years and he still hasn't been able to buy his freedom good god Mm -hmm. yeah and he doesn't want the madam to find out he's getting attached to this woman because then he'll really will be in big trouble yeah the madam is a big she's yeah bitch yeah so yeah so he's been on everton for 10 years and he's been looking for his family the whole time so we get background on him at this point he left his home planet because of a great war that happened and the planet was actually destroyed um it says that the war started when he was eight Mm -hmm. and ended when he was 13 And then he's been on this planet for 10 years. So I was like, this math isn't really adding up for me. But then it also says they don't count years like they do here on Everton. So he was actually in like Everton years. He was about 25 years old when the war ended. I guess he's like late 30s at this point in human years or something. Yeah. And he talks about what he used to do on the planet that he was a forger. Mm -hmm. And he would create something called Firestones. And I... His family, I guess, invented Firestones. And isn't that an alternate fuel source? Yes. Okay, so... They were a hot commodity, no pun intended. Yes, but <laughs> it, it, it helped people be able to travel farther in space. I don't understand why he's not rich from this. So the Great War was fought over the Firestones, and like people mm-hmm. wanted the Firestones. So because the Firestones contributed to the downfall of his planet, he refuses to make Firestones now. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. This chapter had a lot of good world building in in it and good background on him and like the great war and what happened to his planet and why his family is missing he doesn't know if they're dead or where they are and there's like millions of beings that are in this world missing person organization that he could he uh, renews his membership to every year trying to find them. They also talk about the Everton, where they are now, this colony, and how the quote-unquote programmer has the 
you know, because she's questioning, Eve's questioning during the book, I wonder what the sun really looked like in old earth, or I wonder what, you know, there's certain days, like it rains, the programmer has it rain every Sunday. There's certain things this programmer does to make them feel like they are still on earth, but it's a far cry from ours. Yeah, I picture like a big dome colony because they have like artificial light and artificial temperatures and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's the next morning. She gets her wake up call with a little bit oral and then they have mm-hmm. some like real sex. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course she's like, well, I have to leave soon. So you can't like do it inside. You got to do it like pull out and like be on top of me because I'm not going to be able to walk out of here right. by, by 8 a.m. So... <laughs> Yeah. So he does and he cleans her up really fast because she starts to feel it tingle on her body because Mm -hmm. that stuff is very fast acting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that hurt when she left. It was so sad to me. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, this is probably her last visit and she, they both have feelings for each other, but they're not saying anything because, you know, she's like, he does this for a living. He could be pretending. I don't know. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't want it to be found out that he has feelings for her because he'll be in trouble. Yeah. And I don't know if we said this before, but she's reluctant to keep returning because she's using the money she was earning from her job to go visit him. And she's not using her inheritance money. So she's like quickly depleting the money she has from her job to go see him. So she's kind of on like a self-imposed limitation. Yeah, because she feels like it's it would be wrong of her to use her inheritance money that her father wanted her to use to be secure in the future. So she, yeah, two times is like, which that's what she had saved mm-hmm. up from her working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then this poor girl, you know, she gets in the driverless car to go home. And who's waiting for her? Ugh, Buzz killed yeah. Jenny. yeah. What a raving (laughs) bitch this bitch is. Yeah, so Jenny's waiting on, like, the doorstep of her townhouse. And she's worried about Eve. Where have you been? Oh, my God, I'm so worried about you. I know you have no friends. So where could you possibly have been? Yeah. And when she finds out that Eve was with a crave, she's not happy for her. She's not like, oh, my God, how was it? Tell me everything. She was like... I've been here the whole time. I've been worried about you. You know, he's just using you. They're paid to... She says a lot of horrible shit. Yeah, she calls him a whore. Yeah. And he doesn't have any feelings for you. Have feelings for him. She laughs at her. She's horrible. And she really just wanted to, once again, dump her misery on Eve because she broke up with her boyfriend again. That's all she wanted. But Mm -hmm. she's, she's bitter that Eve has money. And even though when they were at the restaurant, she told Eve that she would definitely spend money to be with a, a crave at least once. She she tells her now, oh, I was I was lying. I would never visit one of them. How many women do you think this guy sleeps with a night? How about mm-hmm. diseases? She like blows the high pretty much the way trying to get into this podcast <laughs> this morning blew my high from my Zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Jenny is such a bitch to her. Mm-hmm. She's so jealous, I think. 
Mm -hmm. She says anything and everything just to be mean to her. She's horrible. Eve is dealing with Jenny and all her fucking drama. Kaiva is at the brothel. We are introduced to some of the other working members of the brothel. There's what two other males right so there's three of them total it says they he shares the living space with three okay so three. there's four of them yeah there's four of them all together okay they go into something called a rut and oh, yeah so what's this guy's name dravka dravka yeah yeah that is the guy that's going into the quote-unquote rut mm -hmm. he's going into the rut he's like basically turning into a a uh werewolf at this point because he's like get the chains chain yes. me up i can't be trusted i'm just gonna like bang anything that moves so of course he does like chain him up but then so they're unpredictable girl. they're unpredictable he says during their rut and they're extra strong so they're already violent strong. i'm sure violent in the best way possible <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they'll bang you that much harder mm -hmm. oh darn Oh, yeah. The receptionist at the brothel, her name is Valerie. Mm -hmm. She goes in to check on Dravka while he's chained up on his rut. And Kaiva's like, Dravka doesn't want you to go in there right now. And she's just like, I don't care what he wants. And she shuts the door and goes in there. So there's good setup for them and all the tension that oh, they're yeah. having. And I can't wait to figure out what their book's going to, I'm sure it's going to be about, you know, endless orgasms as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Valerie is the niece of the madam yes we find out yeah that's mm -hmm. interesting yeah so then chapter 17 we get a time jump of three weeks and it's been three weeks since she last visited kaiva she's basically been worried over what that jealous biatch jenny was saying mm -hmm. and fretting over everything but she finally calls to make an appointment to see him because now she's like I have to see him. I have to figure out, you know, what's going on and does he feel for me what I feel for him? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And she got an appointment four days from today. So yay for her. Yay for her. And oh, and Jenny is trying to make up with her, but she's, I'm, I was very happy when she said, no, I don't want to meet your newest and I don't want to meet you at the restaurant. Yes. She finally is distancing herself from Jenny. I'm like, thank God, because and, yeah, toxic. kick that bitch to the curb, run her over with your driverless car. Yeah. <laughs> but Eve is becoming concerned because she does think that Kayla is becoming her drug and she needed her next fix. Well, of course, this is why yeah. I would never go there because I wouldn't be able to stop. <laughs> They'd have to forcefully remove me at 8 a.m. every time. <laughs> <laughs> the chains are wrapped around you. They're <laughs> dragging yeah. you down the hallway to the elevator. Mm -hmm, pretty much. I'm sorry, madam, but you must leave. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm. Yeah, so she ends up calling and speaking to Jenny again. Not Jenny. To, um, what's her name? Valerie. Valerie. And she books another appointment. And I thought this was really sweet because she tells her when the next appointment is. And then before she disconnects, she looks around to make sure nobody can hear her. And she whispers quietly to Eve that he'll be very pleased to see you again. And I thought, oh, 
I know. And that, I and like her a little bit more at that point. Yeah. And then, you know, that makes Valerie, I mean, that makes Eve very happy too, because why would she say that? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it seems, it seems genuine. And the whole thing she's worried about is that their relationship is not genuine and it's just transactional, mm -hmm. but it's not because of course he's a smitten kitten. He is. And you know what? I, I don't know why you think that I would just sit there and read this book until I couldn't read anymore. Mm -hmm. But I guess there's a lot going on. And so I read this book and then it's like, I, I can't handle it. It's too much. I'm afraid it's going to be sad. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid they're not going to be together. I need to read something else for a little while. So I haven't finished this book yet, but I'm getting closer and closer. And I, the other books I'm sure are going to be just as great because the whole Horde King series was mm -hmm. fabulous. And I, I'm not going to say anything about the rest of the books. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I did finish this book. So I know you did. Yeah, I finished this book and I'm reading like a little short book that she has between this book and book number two. What? In the series. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'm only really doing that because a book that I've been waiting forever to come out um actually comes out ugh, on thursday so i still have a ways to go a couple days but it's a book i really want to read is coming out in a couple days so i didn't want to read anything too long because as soon yeah. as this i pre-ordered this other book as soon as i get it i'm gonna read it well i must have sustained a head injury somewhere because <laughs> i've been seeing these ads for jr ward's book that's coming out called the viper which i think is out now okay i love everything she writes she's like one of my favorite well, you know how I am with the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Mm -hmm. And I read the first book in this series. And as I'm looking at the, the Viper book, I realized the Wolf book came out and I didn't know it and I didn't read it. And what the hell is wrong with me? How is that even possible? Oh, so, so you missed one. I missed one. So I started reading the Wolf book because I want to go ahead and, and read the Viper book. Mm -hmm. And the instant I started reading the wolf book and they started talking about, you know, the people in the Black Dagger Brotherhood again, I was like, oh my God, my people. I love them so much. My favorite and people. My favorite people. But because I'm having a hard time concentrating, I mm -hmm. guess is the, the nice way to say it. I can't, I'm out of focus on everything. There's nothing can hold my attention. I've also been blowing through the T.S. Joyce series of yeah. the gray back bears and i just am also reading the lowlander silverback book number five in the gray back bears book and every one of these books i love the way she writes i love her you know she's gonna be forever one of my favorite authors i think I love that yeah yeah and the way she writes about her couples and the shifters, it's all good and sweet and it's not super graphic, but it's graphic enough to be hot. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. And there are things that I can read. Like, I think I told you, I was looking through, you know, that notebook that I got for us about keeping writing down what we've read for yeah. the year. Uh -huh. I think I've read eight of her books in the past three weeks. Yeah. They're good. They're like easy reads. She's kind of like Ruby Dixon in the like easy read, mm -hmm. a little bit of angst, but not too much. Funny. You know, 
good characters, like all the things, and they're all on KU. So it's like, how can you just not devour them like book candy? That's what I call these types of books, book yeah. candy. Yeah, and there's humor in them, and it, it's not like it's the same thing over and over again. There's definitely a different personality to everybody that she writes about and their main mm -hmm. and who they end up with. And so I freaking love her. I'm so grateful she has like 98 books out. She's got a <laughs> lot of books. Yeah, a ton. But for me to read like nine books in three weeks is insane. Yeah. Even, even for me. Yeah. I start again, I start my homework at night, but then it's like, I can't, I can't do this. I have to, I have to leave and do something else. And I always end up in, in one of her books. I like that though. That's good. Yeah. And the J.R. Ward books, they're, they're kind of a deeper read. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I'm uh, fully there for the read of the J.R. Ward books. So you know, I'm taking my time reading that. I'm not really rushing it. That makes sense. And uh, I yet again did another, um, I downloaded another audiobook from that same author. Oh, oh, Lisa Klepis? Yeah, Lisa Klepis. Okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty much blown through all her audiobooks. I better find another author. <laughs> nice. I'm, too, I'm slowly, I haven't been doing audiobooks really lately, but I need to do it faster because I have some I've checked out through the library. The one I'm, I'm on book number two now of the Mortal Instruments series. It's like a young adult series that I think I mentioned before I read a long time ago. I'm really far behind in the book series and I don't want to uh -oh. read the books again. So I'm like, audiobooks are on the Libby app. So mm -hmm. I'm just listening to them to remind myself what happened in them to get caught up. Oh, so, and also Hoopla. I'm listening through Hoopla for all of mm -hmm. them. And the thing that's good about these is when I get too much in my own head, it gets me out of my head and I can listen to them while I'm painting. I can listen to them, you know, while I'm making my sock monkey that I'm crocheting and, or I'm embroidering and I can listen through, I downloaded the app to the TV for Hoopla. Did you know you could do that? No, I had no idea. That's yeah. cool. So I listen, you listen to, to the TV. Yeah, I listen through the TV. I sit on the sofa and I crochet and I listen. And yeah, I don't blow through the battery of my phone. But I, for someone that is lives alone, it makes for me, it makes me feel less alone. And now I know why my mother always was listening to the radio when I'd show up at the house, because it makes you feel like you're not alone. Mm. And it's just nice to have something in the background, even if it's the TV or but the TV is just kind of mindless and you could tune it out. At least if it's like an audiobook, you're focusing on what's happening. Yeah. And anytime I can get out of my way and get out of my own head, the better off I am. Mm -hmm. My head is a very dangerous place. To be. <laughs> 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 it's better that I'm not there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know other than that i'm kind of hanging out i don't know if i told you but i did i tell you i found my my witch costume for yes okay so i you don't have to help me with that anymore thank god you're off the hook yay yay you <laughs> i hate to ask you for anything because you're so freaking busy and you're in the middle of the high point of your life with your children so uh you're the queen of busyness Man, is this the high point? That's a little upsetting. Well, <laughs> I hate to tell you, it is. Because okay. I thought, oh, there'll be more down the road. There'll be more down the road. Nah. Yeah, well, I guess quickly. That, I guess that Zoom meeting didn't go as, <laughs> as well as 
<laughs> I thought it did. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I'll be like, you know what? That Zoom meeting was great. Hey, as long as you're not clucking like a chicken after your yeah meeting, then we're good. Yeah, that was funny. Wasn't that funny? All right. Well, so you need to go get to reading so we can do part number two next week. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I even say I can't focus if I you know me I am really enjoying this book it has nothing to do with her it's all on me I'm really having a hard time focusing so I'm doing the best that I can yeah just I'm in, do a couple. I'm in survival mode right now and yes you know we're treading water that's okay yes and if Yellowstone is what I need or Ink Master is what I need or this book is what I need I fluctuate Mm -hmm. Just do a couple chapters, you know, at a time. That's asking a lot for okay. me right now. I mean, it's that bad, but I'm trying. I am trying and I'm sorry. That's okay. All it's right. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, honey. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we got the technology to work so we could record. This. Oh my God. Yeah. Next time, no more meetings before the podcast. I can only do one thing at a in a day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.